Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. today's show today is the 26th of august we are just rolling along it is starting to cool off here the fires are still up in northern california it's been kind of weird because the air quality is different and it's just um a really weirdly interesting time in our world and and you hear you know, like it said in Origins of Truth, either things are either black or white. And that's true. When you talk to someone political, they can come up with an argument for anything, whether it's right or wrong, true or not, whatever it is. And, and the, the less true it is, the harder the attacks are and the bigger the name calling is, just like it would be anywhere else. So I thought to myself, okay, What's usually behind any argument, whether it's political, whether it's with a mother and a child, whether it is with partners, and it being Relationship Wednesday, I said, I'm going to go through relationships. There are certain common problems that come up with people we choose to live with, and I thought, gosh, there's some that are just so common that they, they fall into these top relationship problem categories. So as you get closer to someone and you get to know them, and now you're thinking of planning a life together, you also have to create an ecosystem that exists between the two of you that works. And so I thought, well, why do we have these common problems that everybody seems to face, and what's really behind it. Because it's easy to say we have a money problem. Our problem is money. We don't have enough of it. Well, nine times out of ten, anyone you talk to, single or not, is going to have a problem with money because our world isn't set up for you not to have a problem about money. It's set up for us to have issues with money. Having debt on your credit is how you get credit because it tells them how you pay every month, what your habits are, do you max out, are you able to control your cards, Are you able to only charge 30% on your cards? Because if you charge any more, now you're looked at as a risk, at least in the U.S. credit system. Do you have at least five cards or five things on your credit? Because if you don't, you are now also a risk. You would think that if you didn't need credit and you didn't use credit, that you'd actually be better off. But that's not true. 
So nothing is as it seems. The fact that you don't have debt and don't have credit also can signify that you don't have money. Why are you off of the grid? So you have to be tied in to be tied in. So I thought, okay, well, money's always that problem, right? So when you meet somebody, you don't say to them, I need to see your credit report. Or what's your credit report like? Or do you have credit? Or how do you manage your money? We don't really talk about that. Yet it is the number one issue with couples. So I tried to dig a little because you find yourself arguing with your partner about spending or saving. And yet is that what it's about? So, of course, we ask, right? We say, okay, how did you guys fix this? How did you guys deal with this? But bigger than that, money disagreements come when we feel like if we don't take care of this now, it's going to blow our future. That's all it really is doing. It's saying. Because we're like, wow, if we can't manage now, instead of fighting for you spent on this and you spent on that, imagine if the two of us said, but we want to have this kind of future and we can't have it if we continue to do what we're doing. We already know that things aren't stacked up for us to have a high amount of savings unless we have a job where we have a high discretionary income. But even then, people tend to spend what they make. Back in the day when they said save for a rainy day, that's kind of like an afterthought at this point in our history because we are trying to keep up with keeping up. But the underlining subconscious, unconscious feelings behind the argument is the dream that we want for ourselves in the future. And when we hook up with another person's dynamics, financial dynamics, and they don't match, it's not that we're so upset at them for doing what they're doing because before we got married or before we lived together, we did it and somehow we survived. We had no reason to believe we weren't going to survive in the future. But everything about a relationship is about the future. You're going to build a family. You want to have a home to raise them in. You want to live in an area where you can send them to schools good schools. You want to make sure that you have cars to drive them in. You want to make sure that your profession stays growing so that you can grow with it and continue to make money. Those are all the dreams of the future, even though they all exist today and we are working with them. We have to be able to plan for that or chances of it happening will not happen. We'll just be where we're at today. So deep inside, that's what we're really fighting for. So imagine instead of 
arguing about what was spent or what was saved. And it's usually not enough savings and spending too much. We say, did we help or hurt our future? Now the argument transfers from blaming to did we help or hurt our future? If you can answer that question, it takes the argument from personal to objective. Christ talks about objective love over and over again in Origins of Truth. That once we learn and are aware of how ego works, how arguments work, how disagreements work, how conflict works, once we can identify ourselves in the mix and say, well, what, what, did, what baggage, what thoughts did I bring to this argument? Because we all have our own things. We just think it's normal because it's all we think about. And anything we think about regularly becomes normal to us. So when we say, well, they had that point of view, so that must be normal to them. I keep buying clothes. He keeps getting upset. Because every time he sees new clothes on me, he's scared we are not going to have the future we want. Is much more objective than he just doesn't want me to look good. And I've I've heard these things. He just doesn't want me to have a release valve. He just doesn't want me to be happy. But really what he's scared of isn't you being happy or not because that's not what he's thinking. He's thinking aren't we happy already and let's not blow our dreams for the future. Just getting to the core of the whys can save us arguments everywhere we go, conflict, every time they come up. It doesn't make us these geniuses. It just makes us aware of the fact of what is going on. Relationships need the understanding of the bigger picture to be able to do the small tasks it takes to get there. Because money doesn't save itself And we know that. It's pretty hard to save money because the more money we make, we end up buying more and more expensive things or just more and more things, depending on who we are. But it's always this world of feeling like we're capable. We'll always be capable. But that underlining support that we get from money, because money is permission. Money is permission to live our dream. Money is permission to be able to sleep better at night. I'm going to work hard for those things. I want to rest in my old age. I want to enjoy my older age. And I really don't miss it now. If I don't walk in stores, now online shop, which is even more possibly addictive, and I don't see what's available, I could live my whole life and never miss it. Or the question, if I buy this, will it be in a garage sale in a year? 
do I need this or do I just feel insecure or I need kind of a boost right now and that's why I spend money? Do I want to sabotage my future? It's not about the argument with the partner. If you could just tell yourself, hey, I'm getting in the way of my future, why am I doing that? You don't need to have the argument with them. Settle. Settle the dynamics of what's going on inside of you before you get there. Because the second biggest challenge in relationships is communication. So now you have the first one, which is money, and we get very defensive. We don't want anyone to tell us what to do. We don't want anyone to tell us how to spend our money. And before we met this person, we didn't have to plan for our future in that way. We were still kind of a kid in our minds. We still haven't grown up yet. We don't have children yet. We're still renting. Whatever it is we've done and crossing that line may be difficult because we do have to reassess our habits. So now we're trying to communicate these things. How do you do that? Because healthy conversations come from self-awareness. Awareness is probably the most, I want to say, moving, energy-moving thing that can happen in your life. Because anything you're aware of, you can do. If you think thoughts like, well, I'm not going to tell her this, or I'm not going to let her know I bought that, and then we'll just save the argument about money, You have to ask yourself why you're the mole in the hole in the house. Because now you're doing it. You know you're sabotaging your future. And now you're holding on to it like that, you know, person who swallowed the canary. So anything they ask or anything you guys talk about is not going to feel real to you because you can't talk about what is real. That's how these things build up. Because over time you'll be like, well, we just don't get each other. Well, we're so different. Well, we have irreconcilable irreconcilable differences. Do you? Being with somebody doesn't just teach us them. It teaches us more about us than anything else will in life. Because there is somebody, other than maybe children or parents, depending on where you're at in life, who sees you every day, and even stuff we hide, they know what we're hiding because they see us every day. They can tell by the way we walk, how we feel. They can tell by the way we sleep, by when we wake up at night. All those things are unspoken truths that are known about us. All of them. Isn't that crazy? And when we don't say those true things about us to us, we're going to fight about those very things with anyone who comes across our path. 
At times, we just don't want to be recognized. And most of our arguments stem back to that reality. We don't want anyone to see what we don't want them to see. So we don't communicate. So now, not only did we take away from our dream of the future, but now we're sabotaging it by not being close, intimately, emotionally close to that person. Communication, conflict, all that brings insights. One thing we forget. One thing we forget is that we have to have more positive than negative to stay anywhere. The minute we start having more negative than positive, the scales tip and we want to run out the door. Because now we say, nobody gets me. People get you. You aren't getting you. Every single thing Christ taught me was to point the finger back at myself over and over and over again to the point where I just question myself now, no matter what happens. Maybe I'm not giving them enough space. Maybe I'm not getting enough space and I'm lashing out. Maybe I get protective. Maybe I'm unrealistic that we should never disagree. Maybe I feel every time we disagree that there's more under it and I don't want that stuff to come out. Maybe I don't trust myself in a relationship. Maybe I don't believe I deserve love. Maybe I don't believe I deserve that future that we keep talking about. Maybe I don't have faith in my partner and I don't want to admit that to myself because I just don't want to be alone. Think about that. Because happy marriages and happy partnerships have a ratio of five positive interactions to every single one negative interaction. That's a fact. Happy couples take care to start conversations with objectivity. And they use those conflicts, they use those challenges, better themselves, not to win the argument. Those conflicts better themselves. They say, hey, I didn't even realize I did that. Wow, super sorry for that. I don't want to do that again. I actually don't like that when other people do it, and now I know why. Because familiarity breeds contempt. So when we see them do what we don't want to do, we pick on them. Far be it from us to pick on ourselves and say, well, I do that too. We say, oh, I hate it when you do that. And then how does the other person take that? 
They're like, really? Oh, you hate something I do. And then maybe something else comes up, and I hate that. Well, you're already over the ratio of five positive interactions to one negative. Now you've got two negative reactions or interactions out of the five. Paying attention to paying attention, being aware of why you disagree the way you do, why things make you unhappy. And maybe your conflict is just intertwining finances. Maybe that scares you. Maybe you wonder, well, what if things don't work out and how do we untangle this created partnership that we are putting ourselves in. Well, both of our names are on the house. Both of our names are on our cars. How do we breed safety, purity in our relationships so that those are things we don't even have to think about? At least not in a negative way. Because money and communication are the top two makers or breakers of any relationship. Because those two things are the nuts and bolts of how and why we do or can do anything that we do. Because money isn't about money, it's about personality. It's about risk, it's about how much risk you're willing to take, what kind of position you're willing to put yourself in. And sometimes money can define a dream. You know you have a dream, you know it's going to be okay one day. So you don't fear the future. What you're really fearing is today because you don't know how you're going to make it today, but you know what you're doing is ultimately going to be okay. You don't know how, but you know it will. That's a different argument than having it and how we spend it because now it's telling us who we are. Not who we're not. It's telling us who we are. how much we care about ourselves, how much we may not care about ourselves, how we can divide our money into portions. This goes to savings. This goes here. This goes for bills. Oh, this is how much I have left. This is my play money. If you actually go through what you have, you will find that even if you have 20 extra dollars at the end of it, you still have play money, and that can grow but you have to pay yourself first or pay the partnership first. Pay the bills. Make sure you guys have food on your table, that your bills are paid. Just having a plan allows for communication to work. Because the minute we start hiding anything, and the one thing I found that most couples hide from each other are purchases. Some of them aren't as smart as each other. They may, <laughs> this is the, the best one, they get found out on the credit card bill, but they figure out oh, that's a month from now. So they're not even worried about that. But others find other ways to do it. 
because they cannot stop the compulsive part of that consumerism that's so rewarded emotionally or even calling it retail therapy or whatever it is, going to a spa. And these things, you know, you don't think they're that expensive, but you don't make as much in hours. You just paid for those things. And you have to think, how many hours do I actually have to work to have after-tax dollars to do $120 massage for an hour, depending on your job? But if you can ask yourself those questions, nobody else has to ask you. And then your communication is better because you're more aware of your habits. And then the truth isn't even a question. Isn't that a way to live? Where you're not constantly having something that you just don't want to say. Because the things we don't want to say, they tend to hover. You know, they're like, just like the helicopter that just stays over your head and keeps going in circles. You cannot stop hearing the noise. It's not about money. It's not about communication. It's about having enough awareness to be honest with yourself. And to feel accepted with that honesty with another person. Let's say you do want to buy something. You say to the person, hey, you know what? I really would like to get this. I'm running it by you because I know we both have this dream for the future. And I've already worked out the numbers. And this will not affect our dream for the future. They can hear that. They can hear that. Why? Because you thought it out. Because you were aware enough to say, hey, I get where we're going. This is kind of fun right now. I would like to do that. And your partner may join you in that endeavor, whatever it is. Because the insecurities in our relationships are a direct reflect, a direct reflect of the personal insecurities we carry. I have Liam wrote in chat, and he writes, A Swedish man told me a great analogy on holidays. He said, when we point our finger at someone, there are three fingers pointing back at us. Accountability seems to be one of the most important facets of having healthy relationships. That saying, as well I've heard it, it's one of the best. Everything goes back to you. Even when I very first saw Christ, I'm like, but this happened to me and that happened to me and I would be so upset. And he said, it did not happen to you without an agreement from you to allow it. I'm like, I didn't agree to that. That happened to me. Oh, yeah, it did. But you finally said, that's not going to happen to me anymore. So it's not happening. But while it was happening, you were in agreement. 
you had lessons to learn there. And once you learned them, you were no longer in agreement. Imagine the self-accounting, the depth of self-accounting. A lot of people don't like that word. It sounds like, you know, debits and credits. But the debits and credits, your balance sheet is how you balance, where you are balanced. But he's right. I was in agreement because maybe I didn't know what was coming, but the fact that I learned the lessons is where I was no longer in agreement of that behavior. But I had to see my role in staying there and constantly accepting that. And what was missing in me to allow that. This is a great conversation for today. You guys, I will see you tomorrow on Dream Theme Thursday. Have a great Wednesday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.